Taste of Dragons Gaming Podcast. We eat sandwiches and play games. Taste of Dragons Gaming Podcast. A podcast for everyone's taste. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Taste of Dragons, the Toddcast, the video game podcast that all you Justice League members listen to. This week, after a long Astro adventure, they had to suit up due to the spores. The news is raking the money. Our topic is resonating. And our dragon this week is old school. Gaming pioneer, Rebecca Heinemann. And as always, I'm constantly evolving. I'm Brian. Do you mind if I diagnose you based on the stars? My name is Troy. I'm currently drinking both Coke and coffee. And I'm Manda. I'm trying to figure out what kind of gift to give my dinosaur mother. My name's Hassel. I am completely lost. My name's Joe. Hey, hey, guys. No Lewis again this week, unfortunately. More school stuff, so hitting them books. Hitting them Somebody's got to get educated. Damn it. And it's I not going to be me. <laughs> he can only handle so much of us at a time. So he comes one episode, gone another episode. I don't blame him. <laughs> so you guys are stuck with me. Hell yeah. yeah. That roommate you asked to leave six months ago, but he stayed on through the semester. <laughs> yeah, he, he's not paying rent, but he at least will cover half of the electric bill. So, I mean, it's it's not bad. It's not bad. It could be worse. Sometimes he does he the replaces dishes. the milk. Yeah, it's a good yeah. deal. Yeah, it's pretty. It's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, yeah, we uh, we actually did a special stream this week, guys, on a Tuesday. We, uh, we actually branched out a little bit, sunk in our roots, and we went into a, a, a nerd podcast almost. Uh, a stream, I yeah, should say. It turns out that we can talk about things that are Aren't video games? Wait, what? What? <laughs> I don't know no what you're talking about. We could do that. I had a PS5 controller through the entirety of Zack Snyder's Justice League <laughs> in my hands. <laughs> I had to pretend that it was a video game I was playing just right. to get through it. It was just one long cutscene. Yeah, but that, you just that thought that it was, was a Kojima uh, cutscene. That's all, and you're you know you're right there. <laughs> you are very used to Metal Gear. In that case, it was pretty short. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> four hours for Kojima. Yeah, that's that's pretty sure. But it was nice branching out, talking about comic book movies. If you missed it, check out our Twitch, twitch.tv backslash Taste of Dragons. The VOD's still up. It's it's a good. It we don't talk as long about the movie as the movie is. It's fortunately. Good? I think so. <laughs> that's a loaded question, Manda. You know it's a loaded question. <laughs> Do you have three and a half hours for me to explain? Nope, moving on. <laughs> Absolutely, but yeah, let's get into our games this week. What are you playing? And this week, Troy, would you like to start us off? I played Astrologaster, a comedy narrative adventure video game developed and published by Nyam Nyam, which is... Probably one of my favorite names for a developer ever. Yum, yum. Nyam, nyam. Nyam, nyam. This is a game that came out in 2019. I remember, Mandy, you found this game and you were playing it. And I think within, like, I don't know, a couple minutes or something, you started just feverishly tapping me on the shoulder to be like, you have to see this. You have to see this. You have to see this. And I'm like, okay. I might have been singing. Because you were probably like, coming along. Um, in this game, you play a doctor from, what, the like the 1400s, I believe, Shakespeare times. You can't see this, but the doctor is in quotation marks. Well, here's the thing. You're a doctor, but you have no medical license, 
and you rely on guessing on the stars to try and diagnose people's problems. So like a lady can, can come up to you and be like, oh, my head hurts. And then you can be like, let me consult the stars. You are not a doctor and you are not an astrologist. So you are just guessing. <laughs> so obviously, <laughs> I guess you're a witch or something like that. So you're um, essentially Dr. Phil is what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Dr. Phil. <laughs> The hook about this game, though, is that it is uh, every patient that's introduced for the next part of the scene is introduced through a like like a full chorus operatic musical number. They oh, actually wow. like sing them on to onto the stage, so to speak. And apparently um, this happened because the director, uh, Jennifer Schneiderwright, uh, went to the University of Cambridge and and actually heard um some information on Simon Foreman, the, the, who was a real doctor back in the day, uh, or a real person, not a okay, doctor, okay. but found it yeah, so was about fascinating to say, a real person. <laughs> that there was this person who wasn't a doctor that just operated and like people like were said, said, okay. And they, they took um, their patients and the doctor and then made this whole game uh, about it, incorporating some of the University of Cambridge uh, orchestra and uh, chorus, uh, which is super cool. Never played a game like it before. Highly recommend it. It's on your phone. It's very soap opera-y. Like literally. It's like oh, a yeah. it, like I, I think I'm having I think I had an affair with one of my patients. I think you had an affair with four different people. Listen, what, what? happens on the young and the restless stays on the young and the restless. General <laughs> hospital, days of our lives, whatever you want to call it. It's been a great time seeing how the story unfolds. And um Ye old and ye restless. Ye old and ye restless. Correct. What would you? What would ye give this game as far as a sandwich rating scale? Oh, easily a five out of five sandwiches. And like Ooh. for me, like like that five out of five comes. You get that five because I've never seen something like this before. If you can impress a group of people that have played thousands of games, and you come out with something that's unique that I haven't seen before, hats off to you. You win. You win, and it's well made. <laughs> on top of that, even better. That's awesome. Go check out that game. All right, cool. So that was. Astrologaster, nice. And then what about you, Joe? What did you play this week? Suit up. Suit up? Okay, I'm suiting up. What am I suiting up for? Oh, oh, you're suiting up for a card game adventure extravaganza that's like match and solitaire at the same time. I really like solitaire, guys. It's a great game. I used to play it on planes. Oh, I get it. Cars. I get it. Suits like suit, not suits like suit. Right. That's a great name. Right. Isn't it great? Suit up. Uh, it's it's really fun. It has a very clean, simple style to it. It's kind of like um those little cyanide and happiness faces almost, and they just made them really cute. And, and it's his matching game and it's solitaire all in one game. Explaining it is actually fairly difficult to do. Uh, I, I play it on my phone and I... I just kind of became obsessed with it all week. I can't get I can't get a score higher than like forty thousand. And there's people who have like hundred thousand points in this game, and I don't even I don't know how. I don't understand. <laughs> but the game's really really fun, and it's one of those like just kind of mindless and very interesting. And it, and it does actually take a little bit of forethought. You have to kind of plan out your steps. You only have three cards to put down on the twelve card mess you've got in front of you. It's it's really maddening and fun all at the same time. So suit up, guys. Nice. Is it a uh, free game or do you have to pay for it? I believe it's free. And the only, I, I'm not sure if it has to do with the uh, the Apple Game Pass, though. It oh, the Apple Arcade? It might be part okay. of Apple Arcade. Gotcha. I'm not, I'm not positive. I think it's just a freebie game. And if you want to pay them for it, it, just take the ads out of it. Of which, might I add, they don't even really 
you play the game for like a half an hour before you see an ad. So it was like, wow, whoever did this didn't do this right. And thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Or actually, they did do it right. And (laughs) you're just not used to it. It's very possible. (laughs) I'm not annoyed with the ads at all. And I actually sit there and watch them now because it's like, oh, cool. I could play this game for a half an hour, literally. And then you're not going to give me an ad. I'll give you my eyes for 30 seconds. Are you required (laughs) to suit up for it? Like if if, um, if if I had like a really nice suit, like would I get more points I, for yeah. it? Oh my god! I, got I a think the game would definitely go work better no, right you, now. You can dress like the Queen of Hearts, the Queen of Diamonds, the Queen of Clubs, or the Queen mm. of Spades. Those are your choices. Got it. I, I call I call Queen of clearly. Spades. Dibs. <laughs> you could also do the the King of Spades, but you have to put the sword through your head, and I don't know yeah. if that's worth it. That's Ooh. so painful. <sighs> I don't know. No, you get one of like those foam arrows they have. That's the headband and has the sword on both sides. <laughs> I was just gonna go. What a headache! Oh. Uh, 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 be here all week, guys. Tip your waiters. Uh, but I, <laughs> I love it. You want to have some fun? Play awesome. some suit up. It's good stuff. All right, so suit up, and then next I will go. Uh, it's gonna be a short one this week. This week I actually played a little ditty called Spore. Wow. Uh, the Wait, game that, that Sid game? Meier put out oh, in 1998, gosh. I believe. Holy <laughs> Brian, are you I okay? something. <laughs> okay, so the reason why I played this game was EA Game Pass finally got integrated into PC Game Pass. So everything that's included in EA Game Pass is now included with PC, you know, with with the Xbox Game Pass. So for free, I don't have to pay for anything more. And Spore was included with that. And I was like, I never played that when it first came out. I always wanted to. I just never did. So I installed it. And it's it's not great. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> like it a lot. <laughs> I heard it wasn't very good when it came out. I heard yeah. that people didn't like it very much, which was a, sh- a shame. Yes. Because it seemed like a really awesome game. It does. And I, I want to get to like further stages. Because you start off as a literal one-celled organism. And then you eat stuff, you evolve, you you put more body parts on yourself, you grow legs and hands, and you get onto land, and then you can build up a civilization and eventually go out into space. Mm-hmm. I made it to getting onto the land part. It's only the second form of four forms. Okay. And so I wanted to get further, but the game design is, especially nowadays, is not great. So as much as I wanted to love it, I only played about four or five hours of it. And I'm I'm done. I'm okay with it. I, I, I gave it I gave it what I wanted. I got out of you know I got out, and it's fine. It is what it is. <laughs> I think I remember playing that with you a long, long time ago at a mutual friend's house, or at least that's where I first encountered encountered Spore like 12 mm-hmm. years ago, 13 years ago. And remember it being like it could be really ambitious, but it was it was hard to see if it would ever pan out. Exactly. It's it's very weird. The game design. Again, I'm sure, actually, I know for the time it was actually revolutionary. But nowadays, yeah. it's just like, eh, it's not great. <laughs> yeah, I think my only exposure to the game Spore is uh, watching one of the McElroy brothers do his monster creator thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, yeah, then actors. building, like, the worst Spore-like creature ever. <laughs> and as Your fun as that is, yeah, as fun as that is, I was just like, I don't know how I would play this game. Like, I don't think I understood, yeah. like, what the point of it was so thank you mm-hmm. brian well, you're welcome you're just welcome. hold out for sport too it'll it'll come exactly. electric boogaloo it'll be great <laughs> so yeah that was my game spore and then what about you man what'd you play this week this week i played a long journey to an uncertain end we've been doing this new thing on we love indies where we will play a demo before we play our main game and this one is the kickstarter just finished so i was inspired to play it um, it is a ship management game 
you play as the ship. Something's happened to you and you don't really know what it is, but you wake up and you're like living inside of this metallic vessel. You are you are the ship. Um, and you send okay. your crew members out on jobs. Um, and the, the job system's really interesting. Um, all of your crew members have different abilities and depending on what they're good at, some people are strong, so you send them to the, 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 the task where they have to lift things. Some of them are charming, so you might send them in a task where they have to like convince people to do something. But the core of this game is definitely like in the character design and the character personalities. Is they're all ridiculously fun. They have an older lady. She's got like this metallic arm. Troy says she's basically my mom. She does kind of look like my mom. Uh, oh, she absolutely she does. Totally does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's like really good at everything. And she's like been on the ship for a long time. And she's really cool. And then they have a, a larger gentleman who's good at like lifting things. And he's got like this gorgeous like fur that he wears. The whole game is LGBTQ um, supportive. So it's nice that they have a huge variety of characters, both of ethnicity and uh, sexual orientation. So um, the game was ridiculously fun. We only played a half hour of it, and it's in development, and I'm looking forward to playing it when it, it comes out. It reminded me a lot of Firefly, of it just does. having this really good crew, and everyone has their own thing that they contribute, uh, mm-hmm. that they're good at, and then, yeah, and almost like a little bit of a management sim. Uh, we are geniuses, by the way, because the chef in that game does have four arms, and we did say, out of the Star Wars characters, if anyone was going to be an expert chef, it would be Grievous, because so, the four there arms. It is, so they, they, it is Grievous. He yeah, might not agreed. be able to taste anything, but it's grievous. <laughs> this chef was both human and had four arms because she had two metallic arms, so she would have been a little better than grievous. But, you know, still, yeah, same absolutely. wavelength. That's awesome. That's awesome. So do you think Dr. Octopus from Spider-Man would be a better chef? Because he, he's got six arms. I don't trust what he's putting in the food. Personally, <laughs> I feel like he's going to experiment on me. Like, here, try this. It's just porridge. Uh, why, why is it why is it emanating glowing green why did he make porridge that's why he's so suspicious is he like, is he like little miss muffet i know i i asked him the same thing did you stumble what, what, into what? a house that has three different doc ox and like you're trying to see which porridge is like cool and a which one's like warm just right this porridge is too radioactive this porridge is not at all this one is just right i wouldn't be mad if it was alfred molina's doc ock because like at that point you're just like all right dude like bring in those flavors bring in those spanish flavors that i'm gonna like you know Guys, can we? I feel take- like he would be like Emerald Legacy and would definitely be saying "bam" a whole lot yeah. while putting Times stuff in, in there. Every time he adds an ingredient, it, he would shout. Also, I'm very on board with us making comic book themed nursery rhymes. Oh, equating nursery rhymes <laughs> yeah. to comic book characters. Yeah, that, that comic would be really fun. Into yeah. nursery rhymes. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be- Okay, yeah, we're going to riff on that later when we have time. <laughs> and that was a long journey to an uncertain end. And then finally, what about you, Hassel? What did you play this week? This week, I got the pleasure of playing another indie game. Uh, it's called Xenu Adventure. It's by Azure Mountain. It is a point-and-click adventure, and the animation is all uh, hand-drawn animation. Essentially, you play as this uh, little dinosaur who you wake up on your mom's birthday, or hatch day, I should say, and like you're like, oh my god, what am I going to get her? And the first thing you see is like your little brother go up, to her with a picture and she's just like get out of here kid i don't want a picture (laughs) and i was just like what mom what and then she was like this is what i want and then she opens this box and there's like a it's not made out of pearls but they're made out of like shiny rocks like a necklace 
and I was like, man, mom's got some expensive taste. <laughs> so then, so then you venture out into into your like uh, little like city or in town and village, and uh, you get to um, kind of try to find something. But in 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 the trying to find something, you kind of like fall down a pit, and then you're in this land that you don't know, and you kind of have to make your way back to your mom and make your way back to the city. Oh, so you kind of like Alice in Wonderland? It you just like fall down a hole, and you're in a whole different world. Yeah. Or do you? Or do you have Vanessa Carlton it, and you're making your way downtown, walking oh, fast, walking fast. Yeah, dinosaurs pass. pass. Your homebound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. homebound. <laughs> uh, but overall, I, I'm having a lot of fun with the game. Some of the puzzles that you kind of have to like uh, go around through and like kind of like solve and stuff like that. They're really, really fun. The writing is great. It's super fun. All of the characters are kind of they're they're a holes a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but also at the same time, like the game will will like ask you like to reason with something that you choose. So like if you grab like a rope or like a vine and you try to use it up on a mountain, the game will go. Now why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, okay, I'm, or I, I was just trying it out. I'm sorry. Why would uh, I do that? <laughs> so it's it's <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. Um, I'm about halfway done with the game, so I do have uh, I want to say maybe another two hours to go with it. Um, okay, but yeah, and it's so it's so awesome because we actually got a copy of it from the actual developer through Steam, saying, "Hey, try this out." And we're like, yeah, "All right, shout out to them, thank you." Yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome. What was the name of the developer again? Uh, developer is Azure Mountain. Awesome, awesome, cool. So that was Zenu Adventure. All right, so that's the end of the games. Now brings us to our news segments. News, 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 news. And this week, we're going to start with Twitch streamer Ludwig Agrin decided to run a charity marathon stream where every sub he gets adds 10 seconds to his time of being online, which doesn't sound like a lot. You know, it's only 10 seconds for every single sub that you get. That's not a whole lot. A sub is only five bucks. Yeah, five bucks for 10 seconds. Man, that's that's not long at all. However, not a bad stud fee. When over 80,000 people subscribe <laughs> or Whoa. gift subscriptions roll in, uh, that adds up. <laughs> oh, what? how is this human being? Are they alive? What is What has happened? How <laughs> uh, long they're still, have they been yeah, going? They're okay. It's kind of like a never-ending stream as of right now. Uh, but yeah, as of right now, he's raised almost $500,000. Incredible. Wow. And so... Not obviously not all of that goes to charity. Some of it goes to Twitch. Some of it goes to taxes. All that other yeah. jazz. But one dollar of every single sub goes to charity. So as of right now, it's over eighty thousand dollars is going to charity. Okay. Um, so hey, how it is what it is. Long, That's pretty great. How, how long have they been streaming for? I don't recall the time. I was trying to look it up beforehand, and I didn't see the exact is time it like that he's a been streaming day? for. Or like. Five hours, oh, this is, or like oh, this is going on for days. That's what I was wondering. So oh, it's no. just been yeah. days of this poor person streaming. This is why you need a network, y'all. You need a network with six friends who can trade off. <laughs> Keep yourself safe. <laughs> yeah, name it after like the first three words that a random name uh, um, thing is going to bring up. Y- yes, that's what you need to do. Yeah, eighty thousand uh, subscribers is eight hundred thousand seconds, which is uh, two hundred and twenty-two hours. <gasps> Which is roughly ten days. <laughs> oh, like he can't. He can't fulfill he can't. that. He that. That's I mean, he can sleep. He can sleep. Oh, it's gonna be creepy, Cam. Uh oh. 
<laughs> leave it on while I, you sleep. Yeah, you leave it on while you sleep, but you also turn the lights off, so it's just black. You turn <laughs> yeah. the lights off, yes. and then you 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 close the little privacy thing on your computer and just pretend your house is that dark. He's made enough <laughs> money that like he's good. You just keep ordering things in, like he'll survive. But wow, yeah. I mean, I really hope he does. They it just do. becomes Truman at, Show. At what point does it become torture? Like someone's like, oh, he's almost running out of hours. Quick, everyone, sub more. Add on <laughs> three more days. Um, I, I do believe he has actually uh, banned a couple of people because they were gifting too many subs, and he didn't want it to be about that. Nefarious. Like, uh, he was like, he's like, listen, okay, I don't want good. you guys to like give away your money for this. This is yeah. supposed to be it, it's not you know, about fun me, and for, it's about the charity. Yeah, it's about the charity and stuff like that. So I know he has been doing that if, if mm. people give too much. Uh, so, so it, it's interesting. It's interesting. Interesting gimmick. Yeah, absolutely. And then also bringing in the money is Genshin Impact. The mobile slash computer game is the fastest mobile game to make $1 billion on the mobile market. Wow. Like just strictly mobile, it made a billion dollars. That game is very popular. Very popular. Uh, it did the feat in just six months while Pokemon Go took nine months to pull it off. Oh, my gosh. Really? Oh, my wow. God. What is yeah. it about uh, that game? I, I played it. I, I liked it. I didn't get hooked like that, though, I guess. I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't yeah. playing on my phone. Maybe that's the difference. Maybe. Maybe. It's, it's made roughly $5 million per day. And whenever they drop wow. new characters, they make roughly $15 million on that just day one of that's a new beautiful. character wow. or Good a new batch them. of characters. Okay. It's Brian? Crazy. We're going to need a Taste of Dragons mobile game. Um, <laughs> we're going to need you to get started on the coding. Okay. Uh, are, yeah. are people collecting dragons of the week? Is that what's going on? Um, I think they're waifu dragons. They're waifu dragons that use uh, dragon swords. So it's like a twofer. And the swords, the only way you get them is in a gacha machine. Okay. Yep. Okay. I like it. I like it. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll discuss this. We'll discuss this. Yeah. <laughs> Financial meetings that we always have. <laughs> <laughs> With our shareholders that we definitely have. Uh, so congrats to MiHoYo. It's a, it's pretty great. It's pretty awesome. And the game is actually fun for a free-to-play game. It is. Also coming to the mobile front, Rocket League is getting the treatments. That's what? right, Rocket League. It's going to be called Rocket League Sideswipe. And the game will be shrunk to 1v1 and 2v2 modes. And the games will be only two minutes long instead of the normal five minutes. So shorter games, less people, because you're going to be trying to navigate those controls on your phone. Uh, it's going to be a little difficult, so they shortened it. They made it more bite-sized, if you will. You know, I needed more Rocket League in my life. Oh, you definitely <laughs> did, Hassel. This was specifically for you. Yeah. Uh, I think they even said that in the press release. Hassel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I- I'm a little concerned to see how the controls will cross over to a mobile platform, because you got to be kind of exactly. with those controls to make Rocket League work. You definitely do. Definitely do. No release date has been announced, uh, but they do anticipate later this year that it will release. Right now, it's just an alpha stage internally. They just showed off a little bit of gameplay. So, so would will you be able to actually play against someone on a PS5 on an Xbox or something like that from Sideswipe? I don't think so. I, I No, I believe this is uh, Sideswipe is its own it's like different platform, game. its own game. Got so it. So you'll only be playing against uh, other mobile users. So Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also what's not coming out, though, is Back 4 Blood. It's getting delayed, unfortunately. The Left 4 Dead spiritual successor has been delayed to October 12th from the original release date of June 18th. So October 12th is a much better date for a zombie game. It is. Absolutely. It absolutely is. Yeah, no, that's do it. 
I read an article yeah. to say that 2021 is going to be the year of delays because, yeah, understandable. because of last year. Yeah. You know what? I no, got yeah, a lot yeah. of games to play, so yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Take your time. Don't crunch. You know, give, give me take some it time safe. to catch up on all the games I've missed. Yeah, I've only finished yeah. like 10% of Valhalla. So like I've got I've got something to keep me busy. <laughs> you only have you only got 400 hours to go. Hours so. left to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that will do it for the news. However, and now we do have Troy, who's going to be explaining all of the going ons that's been going on with Twitch. <laughs> and it's now time for your halftime commercial. If you're listening to his podcast and you have any questions, comments, or sandwich suggestions, join our Discord page or our Instagram at Taste of Dragons, where you can tell us all of your thoughts. If you're looking to get involved in more of the indie game community, follow us on Twitter at Taste of Dragons, where we strive to promote independent game developers of all kinds. For more information on our Twitch, please stick around till the end of our podcast, where we'll be highlighting our favorite chat comment from streaming this week. We'll see you then. Back to you, Brian. Thank you, Troy. Now that brings us to our Mighty Morsel Tasty Topic. Mighty, Mighty Morsel Tasty, Tasty Topic. And this week is going to be brought to us by Manda. Yes, indeed. In honor of Women's History Month, we're going to talk about the first female video game character that resonated with you. It's no secret that ladies in video games were once more plot tools and background characters, but we want to talk about the first lady that made you go, Whoa! <laughs> uh, I spent a really long time thinking about this and f for me um, there were a lot of ladies that I remember playing in video games and there was a lot of ladies I remember being in video games but one of the first characters that I remember being really awesome was um, uh, Monica Raybrandt from Dark Cloud 2 oh, because she yeah. was the first time I played a lady in a video game that was better than the male protagonist I don't know if they did this in uh, intentionally but um, Monica was the sword fighter while Max was the inventor. And while Max had a gun, and that was kind of cool, uh, Monica had magic and a sword. And I spent <laughs> all of my points in Monica, and she was she was great. She was just awesome. Battle mage. She was. Um, and while Max had a wrench and a gun, he just, he just didn't... He wasn't as good. Right on. He wasn't mm -hmm. as good. I wish I played that game. That sounds like a cool character. Yes, she was, she was really what, great. What, what was like her brief kind of like personality... Um, she was really tough. She was really good at things. She was intelligent. She wasn't the main character of the game. She was mm -hmm. definitely like your side character. Um, but she knew a lot more about what was going on than you did. You were kind of like the 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 story pooled around Max as the main character, but she was like the linchpin. She's that friend that you really need in your party. Oh, yeah. To like mm -hmm. <laughs> make sure things get done. She was like your Aragorn. <laughs> <laughs> you will rule. I mean, it's about Frodo, but people love Aragorn. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but but what about you guys? What was the first female video game character that resonated with you? Uh, for me, it would it would actually have to be Chun Li from Street Fighter. That was my go-to player when I was playing uh, Street Fighter. You know, I I really kind of like relished the the fact that I was able to kind of like beat other people as a female character. 
because uh-huh. everybody like so I I grew up you know not in the United States I grew up in a Latin American country where you know machismo is a really big thing so like <laughs> you know female characters don't necessarily get picked a lot for uh-huh. our non uh, South Florida audience can you define machismo in like oh, yeah. like just a few words misogynism. No. <laughs> ding 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 all i need is one word that, that, that is the shortest word but gets it along the best yeah <laughs> no so uh it wasn't a thing where you where you so there was like a stigma if you picked a girl character you that would make you feel less than as as a yeah man. exactly okay. like it was a lot of like it, and the same thing back to like the um the original mortal Kombat. like if you picked sonia blade like who do you think you are santa claus like no, it wasn't <laughs> happening. So I managed to get really good at playing with Chun Li and like beating up all my cousins, beating up everybody that I knew as Chun Li. It was just like, right. yeah, yeah, get that. You were you were winning <laughs> teaching lessons. You were winning both. It was both a game victory and a moral victory, mm. which is just oh, double absolutely, good. yeah. <laughs> That's through <awesome>. violence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, for myself, it, it would have to be uh, Tifa from Final Fantasy VII. Uh, oh, cool. Tifa, because in a lot of games up until this point, with the exception of Final Fantasies, uh, but a lot of games, the male character was like the hero. He was like the badass, the just the you know just the stoic figure. And then this comes up, and Tifa's this running a bar. You haven't seen her since childhood. She wears gloves and she just beats the heck out of people because she's so badass. Successful businesswoman who can handle her own shiz stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And 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 especially in this game, she kind of is the one that's like Cloud himself is kind of like the damsel in distress and he doesn't realize it. He's though. such a mess. <laughs> yes he absolutely is hot mess and, express that and, boy <laughs> yeah and she's the one that's actually keeping it together like he yeah. comes up and he's explaining all of these memories that didn't actually even happen she's like well he's really confused i don't know what's happened in these years mm-hmm. and she's trying to navigate all these things while also just whooping butt the entire time <laughs> and and her story really was just one of those like wow this is a really good female story and not just females just a really good story in general and and it, yeah she really resonated with me um i i really enjoyed playing as her she was one of my main characters i always i always had uh i tifa to me feels like the kind of bartender who's not gonna need a bouncer to kick you out of the her bar <laughs> oh no <laughs> she can do that sh- she can do that herself. Yeah, she's gonna be like, you're gonna wish there is a bouncer here. <laughs> Yo, when she uppercuts, a dolphin comes out. out of dolphin. <laughs> I'm not messing with that. I'm not messing with no. that. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah. What about you, Troy? For me, it's it's Dixie Kong. When you first posed <laughs> this question, that was the first female protagonist that came to my mind that like really, really dug itself deep into my being. Um, Dixie Kong was introduced in Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy Kong's Quest, which is also still like my favorite uh, uh, um, side-scrolling platformer, period. What was nice about Dixie Kong is that she was partnered with Diddy Kong, and you swap back and forth. And even though his name may be in the title, she was equally just as important and needed as Diddy Kong was. There were levels yeah. that were specifically designed where you needed her in order to get past. And, and the same thing with Diddy. They were both the same size. And also, there wasn't like this weird thing of like, 
Diddy Kong and her being like there was no romance between them, which I think is what was important. Is 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 uh, Dixie Kong was they were inseparable friends, and I loved the idea because I grew up with with sisters and with you know their friends and whatever. That a lot of people are like, hey, if you're a guy and you are friends with a girl, that must be your girlfriend, and that that always made me feel like weird. Like, no, we can just be friends. And um and Diddy and Dixie Kong, their relationship was friends. And and it was nice to to have a female role model like that. And what was even better is that in the next game, Donkey Kong Country 3, she is the main character. And she is yeah. the one that is leading a like a baby around. <laughs> <laughs> um this like kid, this like kid Junior Donkey Kong, yeah, Junior. Um, and it's her game. And I, I and she's the one that has to save Diddy. So her arc from two to three, I, I think, spoke to me in a way that I didn't even know was speaking to me. But when you posed mm-hmm. that question, like, well, who is a female protagonist that the first one that meant a lot? It was like instantly Dixie Kong. Uh, nice. And her hair. She can whip her hair back and forth, up and down. She can make a helicopter <laughs> out of it. It was cool. It was cool. That's me, awesome. though. What about you, Joe? So when the question was asked, I immediately thought of characters from newer games that I thought were really important and resonated very well with me. But if I'm being directly honest, it wasn't Tomb Raider. It was Daisy from Super Mario Brothers Sluggers. <laughs> Daisy. I, I don't even know how to explain how important it was. I, I got my GameCube. I was playing this game like madness. And she has one of the best home runs in the whole game. She has one <laughs> of the best swings in the whole game. She wasn't blonde. She wasn't a, a princess who was taken and taken to a tower she was she was playing baseball and I played a lot of softball and I wasn't allowed to play baseball because I was a girl and we played softball so it was just really cool and I don't know what it was about Daisy that just kind of it really resonated with me having that character become unlocked and being able to be like hey she's playing baseball this is this is really cool that they're not making her go play in a different league with like the piranha plants or something like nah she's a slugger (laughs) it's silly, but I really like the first character. I did what Trey did. Like the first character that came to mind was Daisy. And I'm like, nah, it was definitely Lara Croft. It was definitely like some like cool chick with guns that was like better than everybody else. No, it really was Daisy. I, yeah, I, she resonated a Daisy lot Daisy is, is so special because like when you think of the Mario franchise, it all like looks at Peach. And Peach is definitely like at the forefront when it comes to like female protagonists. And Daisy's just there, just as capable as Peach is. And, yeah. But but often gets overlooked, and I feel like that is just more of a cause to like really like root and get get behind her. Yeah, she's by far one of my favorite Mario characters, if not my favorite Mario character. Like I love her. Hell yeah! I think it's incredible that Daisy's like an absolute ringer when it comes to like any of the Mario sports franchises. <laughs> she is. That's because she yeah. spends less time being kidnapped in castles and more time like working on actual skills, playing baseball. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say she knows how to use a bat. No one is kidnapping her. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, but but shout out to to Lara Croft there from Tomb Raider as well, and and all of our other yeah. awesome we will, female protagonists. We should definitely talk about our favorite female protagonists sometime. This Ooh. was this was certainly like my first, but I th- I have a few favorites. Oh oh yeah, agreed. Yeah, I, I think that's a great topic to discuss later on. Oh, I'm down. So thank you for that, Amanda. And that has been our Mighty Mighty Marshall Tasty Tasty Topic. topic. And now that brings us to our Dragon of the Week. It's the Dragon of the Week. It's what you seek. It's the Dragon of the Week. And it's so unique. Dragon of the Week. Dragon of the Week. 
Dragon of the Week is our opportunity to learn about an industry professional or place or developer that has contributed to the video game industry itself. So we're gonna talk about and learn about a new Dragon of the Week celebrating Women's History Month. Brian, can you give us this week's dragon? That's right. This week, I'm gonna be bringing you guys Rebecca Heinemann, gaming pioneer and current CEO of Old School. And Old School is is actually spelled O-L-D-E-S-K-U-U. Each one of those U's has umlauts over it. Oh. Perfect. And then an L. Perfect. <laughs> the umlauts make it. Yeah. So Rebecca, or Burger Becky, as she is also ah, known, was born... Oct- yeah, Burger Becky. That's, that's her nickname. <laughs> was born October 30th, 1963. Growing up in Whittier, California, a suburb of Los Angeles, she says she had a childhood that she wouldn't wish on anyone. Uh, she didn't have much money, but loved video games. Her friend Tom had all of the video games, though, and Becky wanted to play them all. So she actually studied and developed her own development kit for the Atari what? and learned how to copy Tom's cartridges to ones that she made herself so she could play them at home. She's the first pirate? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. She's the, oh, my gosh. She yeah, she even that. says that she like reverse engineered like an Atari game as well. And like broke it down like to binary and knew how to, knew how it was written. Whoa. It was crazy. Atari Pirate is my new job title, guys. <laughs> Atari Pirate. <laughs> under titles under the Atari Women uh, website, one of her official titles is Hacker. <laughs> oh, it should be. It should absolutely be. Uh, so she and Tom actually loved playing slot racers and especially Space Invaders. So when Atari announced a tournament to be held in 1980 for Space Invaders, Tom convinced her to go. Uh, She didn't expect much, but when the tournament was over, she discovered that she had more than double the second place's score. (laughs) Oh. So, you know, holy crap, she gets flown to New York to play in the national championships against the other regional winners. Um, So they set up the TVs and the Ataris and, you know, they let them at it. And well, because they were all skilled players, at the hour and a half mark, only one player had been eliminated out of the five of them. Jeez. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that sounds great, right? You know, this is a really high skilled play. Well, not to the press that were there to cover it. They were bored. <laughs> what? <laughs> they're just like, well, okay, they're, they're playing a game for an hour and a half. It's the same game. I don't know. <laughs> I got other stories to cover here, guys. I, don't, I thought this was just going to be a fluff piece. What, what the hell? So, so the micer gets onto the, onto the mic and he's like, all right, the tournament's over and they're going to announce the winner shortly. And so Becky really didn't expect to win. She actually really wanted second place because second place prize was an Atari 800 computer. First place was an arcade cabinet, and that did not appeal to her. She wanted that computer. <laughs> oh. And uh, so they announced the winners, and of course, Becky is the winner. Actually ended up working out really great, though. Because she had won it, she met up with the Entertainment Games magazine and started writing articles for them on how to beat video games. She was doing a monthly column for them, just how to be good at games. And after writing articles for them for about six months... She told one of the guys there that she knew how to program for the Atari 2600. I learned it totally naturally. I, I went <laughs> yeah, to school was, for it. Mm, yes. Yeah. Yes. He was like, he's like, wait, what? You're, you're like a kid. How, how are you programming for the Atari 2600? And she's like, no, I, I really know how to do it. They're having and this conversation so was, while she's literally like undoing like an Atari. Yeah, like re- she explained like it. everything that she did. Like she was like, no, seriously, I know how to do it. You know, she explains like all of what yeah. she did. 
And and so he's like, okay, well, there is this one company called Avalon Hill that actually is looking for Atari programmers. Um, I can get you in touch with them. And she's like, yeah, let's do it. So within 10 minutes of her interview, they hired her and gave her a plane ticket out to Maryland to work for them. Whoa. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and so she actually had to drop out of high school to do this because she was still in high school at the time. And uh, she would actually later get her GED, but she never had a college education. She was just that smart. Wow. That's what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. We're exactly. on that yeah. track. Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. <laughs> so. <laughs> so while she was out there for a while, you know, working on Atari games for them, uh, then she started doing consulting jobs around New York and for like Time Warner and a couple other companies. She started getting homesick, though. And so she let her friend Alan Pavlish know. And he was like, hey, you, you know, you know, Becky, there's this company out here called Boone Corporation that's actually looking for some programmers. Um, and she's like, whoa, that gets me back to California. Then hell yeah, I'm in. And so, boom, she gets a job at Boone Corporation. And she works there for a while. She skip, she's shipping games like Chuck Norris Super Kicks and wow. Robin Hood. <laughs> Isn't that an amazing name? Chuck Norris Super Kicks? Boom. Wait, wait, wait. Right I thought sell. you were just making a joke. Is that the name of a game? That's an, a name of a game. <laughs> Dude, I honestly thought you were just making a reference to some Chuck Norris movie I've never heard of. <laughs> no. That's no. Sidekicks. That's incredible. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. That's amazing. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's, and, that's a great name. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, the company goes under, and they all lose their jobs uh, not too Chuck long Norris. afterwards. But one of her coworkers, Brian Fargo, decides, hell, we can do this all on her own, guys. And so he forms his own company, and he brings along three other co-workers, one of whom was Becky, to form said company. And that company would be called Interplay Production. Mm-hmm. Uh, Becky says that they really didn't think too hard about the name, uh, but for the first couple of years, they were getting calls from people for referring to them as Intercourse and Foreplay and oh. wanting to see their X-rated games. <laughs> uh, yeah, please check out Chuck Norris, Sidekicks, Robin Hood. <laughs> super kicks super kicks robin hood it's very funny uh and so during the beginning time at interplay though money was pretty tight and becky never having money grown up and being a workaholic found a solution for food there was a place just down the road that sold 29 cent hamburgers but becky not wanting to go back and forth whenever she wanted a burger found a solution she would just buy 20 hamburgers at once and eat them over the time you know that checks out. A normal person would do. It checks out. So she just walked so, around with burgers, like in her pockets and bags. No, she put them in. She put them in her desk. She, she had them in her desk. She had. She had burger. She had, oh she had burger. Oh my gosh. You know, burger food. Oh uh, however, gosh. though, you know, you can't really eat twenty hamburgers in a day. Or you really shouldn't. You shouldn't. So let me put it that way. <laughs> so, but one of her coworkers, who was a health food nut. Saw her eating a day-old stale hamburger and lo- and like lost it, like literally. He shouted, "That burger is insane!" <gasps> and then promptly le- left to the bathroom to lose his own lunch. because <laughs> you know that that like he also saw her like reach down into like the bottom drawer and like pull yeah. it off, like dust uh... off some lint or something. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest with you guys. If this person, if if Rebecca worked at my uh, office, uh, sh- I'd be best friends with her. Because I could just, <laughs> like, if I skip lunch for some reason, I could just come up to her and be like, "Hey, yo, Burger uh, Becky, can 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 I get one of them burgers? Let me get them one of them burgers, yo. <laughs> I'll get you on the next one. Uh, can you imagine if they yeah. have like a taco desk? 
Someone, <laughs> someone has just ta- uh, drawers full of tacos. No, see, that's okay. <laughs> that's fine. That's perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. <laughs> but so this actually ended up starting a rumor at the office, and people started calling her Burger. Uh, and she actually preferred this, though, because she didn't like the name that she was given at birth. And this was a great solution to that problem okay. without letting anybody know that she didn't like her birth name. OK. OK. So she would actually go by Burger for the next 20 years. That's Beautiful. just was her name. She would introduce herself as Burger. That's Beautiful. just that's just what it was. And so during this time of interplay, she would actually go on to release the Bard Tale series, mainly working on Bard's Tale 3 and Dragon Wars, which was originally called Bard's Tale 4. Uh, fun fact, the game had to change names three months before release, and the game didn't actually have any dragons in it at the time. <laughs> oh, for shame. Yeah, Brian Fargo just went up to her and was like, hey, uh, we got to change the name because EA has rights to the names, Bartail, uh, but we're going to call it Dragon War. She's like, we don't have any of that. And he's like, well, it's let's a make metaphorical it. <laughs> dragon. All right, Burger? <laughs> metaphorical metaphorically uh so she actually had to put in a dragon story very hastily and refer to the dragon wars of the past oh that's smart wow that's that's (laughs) slick hell yeah they actually joked in the studio that they had shipped a game called dragon wars with barely any dragons in it (laughs) (laughs) it became like the uh, the running joke in the office uh she would actually end up working at interplay for 11 and a half years shipping classics like clay fighter boogerman Earthworm Jim and Battle Chess. Wow. All right. I played some of those. Damn. Yeah. Earthworm Jim, Clay Fighter. Yeah. It was during one of her interviews. She said that she's had a hand in uh, over all of her years in over 260 plus games. Wow. Either programming for them, writing tools for them, or some sort of actual programming involved with it, which is kind of crazy. And so she would actually go on to found Logicware after this, a company that specialized in porting games to Apple computers. And then another fun story to come out of this is that she was actually working on the Apple port of Half-Life, the original Half-Life. And it was a playable game that they actually had working servers on in the office that actually uh, went back and forth between the Windows version and the, the Apple version. They could actually play together. And it was actually only about three weeks from being finished and completed. And then Sierra saw that there was almost no pre-orders for it and pulled the plug. They, they actually gave her a call. Her friend gave her a call. I was like, hey, are you sitting down? She's like, no, I'm not. Should I be? He's like, yeah, you probably should. So she sits down and he's like, well, we don't have many pre-orders for this, so we're going to cancel the game. I'm sorry. And her team was devastated. They had a working copy of Half-Life. And he was like, she was like, they were, they were trying to beg them. Can we just release this game on our own? Can we do this on our own? They're like, no, you can't. You just got to bury the code and just get rid of it. So we almost had a working port of half-life uh for for apple and probably would have changed the game would have been pretty great but finishing this up uh she would go on and form another company called old school where she is currently and also would work as a consultant and freelance programmer for companies such as microsoft ubisoft sony and even amazon Uh, she transitioned to female in 2003 and is currently married to another trans woman janelle jacques who is also an amazing woman that is definitely dragon material. I was looking up uh, Janelle as well, and she has so much to do with with the gaming industry and Dungeons and Dragon in general. It's it's pretty awesome. Awesome. She also loves writing novels and fan fiction in particular. She has written seven stories about Sailor Renko, which is about Rama one half's woman alter ego becoming a sailor senshi named Sailor Sun. I have actually read that. I'm sure you have. <laughs> oh my god, she's amazing. 
Yeah, it was actually started by somebody else, and she's written seven stories continuing the story. Awesome. Yeah, it, it's pretty awesome. Uh, she was inducted into the International Video Game Hall of Fame in 2017. Oh, hell yeah. And I I definitely did not do her story justice. Uh, she actually did an amazing interview with Game of Sutra that goes even more in-depth and is seven pages long that just goes on and on about her entire history. Yeah, what's always um, cool about our, our Dragons of the Week is, uh, for those of you listening, like, we're really giving you like the tip of the iceberg of this oh, person's yeah. life and legacy. Hopefully this will allow you to go and, and watch their interviews on YouTube and play their games, dig into them, because it's always fascinating. What, what was that ga- on Game of Sutra you said? Yeah, Game of Sutra. Yeah, the interview was actually conducted in 2010, and it, w- it went pretty darn in-depth. And awesome. yeah, definitely check that out if you want to know more about Burger Becky herself, Rebecca Heinemann. And that's been my Dragon of the Week. Dragon of the Week. Thanks, Brian. Hell yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you guys for, for letting me go down that journey. The pillar of the industry. Yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, though, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. <laughs> but you can always find us online. That's right. As we mentioned before, we are live on Twitch six days a week. Actually, seven days a week now. Check out our dragons <laughs> dragoning it up with the various amounts of tastes of video games and fun and conversations galore but we love to highlight one of our chat comments from the previous week on our podcast and this week we have a very special comment as we call the beeb of the week in honor of our commenter gem beeb uh who is our beeb of the week this week joe I have two this week, and one is like a runner-up, and, and it's, it's really great. Disco Frog said Rainbow Road Fall Guys edition because of the insane levels you guys were playing on Wednesday during Friend Zone, mm-hmm. and it really did look like Rainbow Road. It looked nuts, and that comment was just solid gold. It was. And the, however, the beeb of the week, it goes to MacGuffin O Contrivance. This person said, I'll happily watch that man fix or build a, my computer any day. And if you're wondering about who they're talking about, they're talking about Henry Cavill. Yes. I would as well. While we were talking about <laughs> Justice League on Tuesday. That's great. Yeah. That is the beeb of the week because everything about that comment was perfect. <laughs> so thank you, MacGuffin O Contrivance. Very specific about their office. Yes. It was phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, as always, though, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. I'm Amanda. I'm Hassel. And I'm Joe. And we are... The, the Taste, Taste of, of Dragons. Have a great week, everyone. Later, y'all. Bye bye. Bye now. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Taste of Dragons Gaming Podcast. A podcast for everyone's day.